Welcome to episode 5. Today we're going to be talking about Romans chapter 1 verse 3, which tells us that Jesus Christ was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. The Gospels of Matthew and Luke both give the genealogy of Jesus going back to David. This is important because this was a promise made to David. Let's read it in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verses 12 and 13. It says, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. It's believed by many that this promise had a dual fulfillment in part through his son Solomon, who was the king after him and who built the first temple in Jerusalem. But the fullness of this promise came through the Messiah, because we know that Solomon's kingdom had an end, but the kingdom of the Lord Jesus will never end. The incarnation is one of the wonders of our faith, that the eternal second person of the Godhead became flesh, made himself subject to the limitations of humanity, and experienced life as one of us. He got tired. He became hungry. He was subject to physical and emotional pain. He was tempted by the devil. In every sense of the word, he experienced our humanity. When the Apostle Paul instructs us in Philippians about humility, he can give no greater example than the incarnation. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. To be clear, Jesus never ceased being God. While retaining his divine nature, through the incarnation he acquired a human nature. The two natures were united in one person. This is called the hypostatic union. Let's read a few verses in Hebrews to discover why this was necessary. Hebrews chapter 2, verses, starting with verse 14, says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So let's stop right here for a minute and think about what this is saying. This is talking about the state of those before Christ died. This would be the Jews who were living under the law and the system of sacrifices. Even when they were doing all they could to keep the law, they were still bound by fear because they knew they couldn't keep it perfectly. It wasn't until Christ that the conscience could be washed clean from the stain and the shame of sin and the heart be free to rest in righteousness before God. So let's continue in Hebrews 4. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. And verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. And then it goes on to say in verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Knowing that somebody understands your struggle makes it so much easier to open your heart to them. 
How often have we come to God in prayer and felt so unable to pray, unworthy to even come to him, so aware of the weaknesses in our lives? But the very fact that he has walked in our shoes should give us boldness to approach him for the help we need. He knows that we need him to get through this life. What a tragedy to hesitate or neglect to come to the throne of grace out of fear when Jesus Christ himself put on flesh for the purpose that it would be torn so that we might be reconciled to God and have access into his presence. He doesn't despise our weakness or scorn us in our times of failure. Even now, our Savior bears the marks of his life in the flesh. So come to the throne of grace with all your failure and weakness, rejoicing that one sits on the throne, a heavenly man, filled not only with compassion to sympathize, but power to deliver. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment below. If this has been an encouragement to you, please follow and share.